with me in studio, I have Dr. Serini Murugesen. Um, she is a pediatrician sub-specializing in pediatric neurology at Red Cross Children's Hospital. She is passionate about public health research as a way to improving care for all children across Africa, including those with chronic neurological conditions. Apart from her medical and pediatric specialist degrees, Serini has three additional master's degrees. That's amazing. She has lived and worked in three different regions of the world, but has always considered Cape Town home. Her main focus outside work is to be the best mother she can be to her beautiful boys who are her greatest gift. Dr. Serini, it is great to have you on the show. Thank We're you glad <laughs> you made it. For those listening and people who might not know, what is epilepsy, you know? Yeah. Thanks again for having me. Um that's a great question and uh, I know we've got we're limited for time and I, I could honestly talk about epilepsy for a very, very long time and bore everyone. But I think what's important to know about epilepsy is that it's a it's a chronic condition, meaning it's not something that comes and goes. Um, and by its very definition, it's something that you have to confront and live with for a long time. So epilepsy is a condition that comes from your brain where the wiring of your brain, for whatever reason, misfires on occasion, um, on its own, meaning it's not just because you're unwell or stressed or necessarily tired or sick or your sugar's low. Um, it's something about your wiring that causes it to misfire. And how that shows for different people is also different. So for some people, it can look like the, the typical seizures that everybody knows where your body gets tight and it shakes. For some people, it's just kind of staring and zoning out. And so epilepsy means different things to different people, but it comes back to the fact that the wiring of your brain is not doing what it should and it needs it needs assistance. So that's how I'd put it, I think, for our audience. That is amazing information. <laughs> and if you didn't know, I also had epilepsy and I was diagnosed here yeah. in Red Cross, you know, so that information was like really helpful to the yeah. people that don't know anything about epilepsy. Yeah. I can't imagine what a busy schedule you must you must have, but can you tell us what your role is as someone who is a pediatrician? sub-specializing in pediatric neurology. Um, so I consider having this job an absolute gift, actually, because um, so being a pediatrician is wonderful. It means you get to work with children. They are your primary patients. They are the people that you get to help and heal, hopefully. Um, uh, but if when you subspecialize in pediatric neurology, that means you, you focus on any condition involving the brain and the central nervous system. And so um, although we are based here at Red Cross, I mean, we have a responsibility to children everywhere. So we interact with our colleagues in clinics, um, in hospitals across the province and across several of the other provinces. And we basically try to provide um, advice and care and management for, for kids with these um, conditions, but also to try, if necessary, to provide additional diagnostic assistance. So, like, we've got a lot of toys here at Red Cross, MRI machines, specialist kinds of testing. So we tend to try and break kids here that can't be diagnosed elsewhere and give them some kind of closure and hopefully a management plan that can, can help them, you know, just be the best they can be. That is amazing information. And I'm sure we mentioned earlier that you hold three other academic degrees. Can you tell us what they are and the reason behind pursuing them? Um, so, so they're master's degrees, meaning they were research degrees, um, and they're actually predominantly in the field of public health. So public health is the study of uh, kind of disease patterns in the community, the what we have around us and, and why they happen and what we can do to, to change it. Um, so it's not just about the patient in front of you, it's about all of the people in a community or in a country um, or across the world. So so I studied that because as much as I love dealing with people face to face, you know, um, it's, like being a, it's like being a soldier in the military, right? Like what you can do um, as a soldier as opposed to a general is very different. And so looking at public health is about changing systems and making real 
significant change across the system and across the country. And, and that's really important in places like South Africa, where we see so much change and where we need to continue to change to really meet the needs of our people. That is amazing information, I tell you. <laughs> um, International Epilepsy Day on the 13th of February. What is the meaning behind this day and its significance? So, uh, yeah, so health professionals, we love having international days. Hey, there's, there's one every day of the week. Um, but it's our way of drawing attention to a specific condition and actually to give the people with those conditions a chance to speak. So International Epilepsy Day is the second Feb of every, um, second Monday of every February, um, every year. And it, it's actually a joint day organized between a, a group of health professionals that fall under a very fancy organization called the International League Against Epilepsy. But the International Bureau for Epilepsy is actually a patient advocacy organization with people from across the world who either themselves have epilepsy or kids with epilepsy. And it's meant to raise awareness. It's to give a voice to the people who work with children and adults with epilepsy, but also to give the people with epilepsy a chance to say what's important to them, um, you know, to be noticed, to stand up and to say, like, I want to be taken seriously. I want people to give priority to my health needs. I want people just in the community to understand who I am and what this means for me. Um, and just to advocate for, for better patient care, but also for better understanding in the community. I hear you, I hear you. So um, what are the common misconceptions people have of children who live with epilepsy? Um, so that's an excellent question. I think there's so many. And uh, one of the things for me personally that I think worries me is just that people have a very one-dimensional understanding of mm -hmm. epilepsy and seizures. You know, if you're not on the ground shaking and people think, you know, foaming at the mouth, then you can't have seizures, you can't have epilepsy. But like I said, you know, when your brain misfires, it can look in so many different ways. For some kids, it only happens at night when no one's watching. For some kids, it's just that they, they stare, they, they look like they're daydreaming. For other people, they see and hear things that are so frightening, but they don't want to share it with anyone in case they are judged or, or told that they're crazy. So, so I think the idea that epilepsy only looks one way, only happens to certain type of people, uh, that's one common misconception. And then the other being that um, I think especially across Africa, the idea that this is something non-biological, that this is about being cursed or about witchcraft, um, and that, you know, um, these people need to be ostracized or, or pushed out of their community in case, you know, in case th this means something bad. And, and I think that stigma that goes with epilepsy is really hurtful for people who have epilepsy and also really hurtful towards uh, treatment, to diagnosis, for inclusion, and just for better understanding because you, you can live with epilepsy, you can grow out of epilepsy, you can have epilepsy managed. We should always be aiming for the best and most normal quality of life for people with epilepsy. I hear you and I'm telling you, epilepsy has been stereotyped in yeah. so many ways. Yeah has. So what would you say to all the children and their families who are currently in hospital living with epilepsy? Um, that we hear you, that we see you, that there are people who care, um, that there are more of you than you know. Um, so we're really bad across Africa at capturing the numbers of people living with epilepsy for exactly the reasons I mentioned, that people don't want to come forward. You know, if they don't have the kind that really demands attention, a lot of people will just be quiet about it. They're scared to say they may not know what this is that's going on with them. Um, but, you know, like there are people out there and, and we are here for you. You know, you are asking about what it, what it means being um, in pediatric neurology. I would say like this is exactly what we do. We are here for you. So find us. Find someone who wants to listen to you um, and, and, and who hears your problems and, and come find us because there are things that we can do. You do not have to be alone. You do not have to um, struggle with this without, you know, things can always get better. That was a great message to all the people living with epilepsy. I'm sure they really appreciate it. <laughs> um, Dr. Serini, that was a really great interview. I'm sure all of our listeners had like 
great information, you know. I'm keeping that information with me, I'm telling you. <laughs> so glad. is there anything else you'd like to add before um, we No, off? thank you for your time. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to speak. Um, you know, we have a thing even in, in the medical profession called neurophobia, meaning even doctors are afraid of neurology because, you know, it's, it's this really complicated, tricky system. You know, our brain is not a simple thing to understand. But, but, um, but remember, there are people out there. That's what I keep saying. Like, you know, find your way to us. It's not just Red Cross. There are great doctors across this country. There are great health professionals across this country. Um, you never have to be alone and you never have to live in fear. And you just need to find that one person who will fight for you and who will listen uh, wherever they are. And, and they are in more places than you know so so don't give up hope on that thank you so much